Welcome to the Without Limits podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Anne-Marie. Welcome to the podcast today. We're thrilled to have our guest today, Ryan Peaver. Ryan is a practicing martial arts expert under Sifu Dan Carroll and Seagung Mitch Harrow, and he practices at the Iron Tree Dojo out of Barrie in Ontario. Ryan has over five years experience in Kung Fu and karate and jujitsu. And Ryan is going to share with us today how he's been able to use martial arts to overcome barriers and obstacles in his life. And it's amazing when you listen to this podcast today, how uh, the lessons in martial arts, how they align to the lessons in life and uh, contributing to our success. So um, I'm thrilled to welcome our guest today, Ryan Peaver. Okay, so thank you. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for joining us on the podcast. We're so thrilled. I know I've Absolutely. been really curious to hear your story and to help our listeners learn another way to overcome barriers and obstacles to live an abundant life. So thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, Excellent. Good. So Ryan, I'm excited. Martial arts. I mean, what, do, what are the martial arts to you? When you hear the word martial arts, just for our listeners, what, what comes to your mind immediately? Uh, health. Preservation of health, I think, is the number one. I think a lot of people, when they hear about martial arts, they think fighting. And self-defense is the byproduct of it. If the people who actually participate in it and take the time to learn it, you'll learn it's about cultivation of health, making you the a healthy body, a healthy mindset, the healthiest person you can be. It's funny we have that narrow concept of it, eh? Right. Well, it's because it's what's I think been popularized on TV and media is that everyone's fighting and, you know, especially MMA and stuff like that. They don't talk about the philosophical portion behind it or the fact that you're just trying to be a healthy person. Right. And I've heard even some other people talk about the mental part of it, you know, beyond just the physical. And you probably found that, too, with just the mental side of the of the martial arts and the focus. Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely been the, I'd say, the number one thing that's changed my outlook, not only in martial arts, but in life in general. Uh, I mean, before I did martial arts, I was a pretty timid um, person that wouldn't go out of their shell. And now I, I don't have any problem with it because it's the challenges that I've had to overcome that I know I can do something. And I just got to stick with it and push through and persevere. So it's almost an analogy of life in a way. It's almost like a, you know, a a smaller version of life in general to you. Oh yeah. There's uh there's one thing we say it's uh especially in uh, go through karate that uh, I learned through them is uh there's the battle of self, the battle of earth and the battle of the universe. So there are all mm. these different internal battles that are going on and some of it may be, you know, the outside that's you have to you know face and come to terms with the unknown and then the internal struggle which i think is the most important one because you're going to be your biggest enemy out of everything mm -hmm. wow so you talked about that place from timid really to overcome that fear and to now be more confident so how right. did you do that help our listeners understand how did you move from timid to step into that place of moving to that confidence 
um, honestly, it's just I made a decision and just went forward with it without having to try and do something. You're never going to move ahead. So me as a kid growing up, I've always been interested in the martial arts. I was never into fighting. I didn't watch hockey or anything like that because I didn't like violence, but I loved martial arts. I'd watch Jackie Chan and Power Rangers and all that growing up, (laughs) but I never ended up doing any of it. Um, And then I was just 24, 23, and I was just watching a a martial arts anime, and I just decided one day, you know what, I want to do that. I'm going to do the research into it. I've always loved it. And then I went to, to the first class, and by just fluke of uh, life and stuff. I actually knew who the instructor was wow. the previous thing I had done. And, uh, and then I just stuck with it and it, it definitely kicked my butt in the beginning, but I just, something internally told me to stay with it and it's been a life changer for me. So definitely nice. first going there, scared, um, don't know what's going on. Don't think I'm strong enough or good enough to do it. And I just kept with it and, you know, I'm feel completely different now. That's incredible. It was probably helpful for you that you felt almost immediately like you had an, a mentor or somebody that, because you recognized that that gentleman that you knew, it was almost like you right. could connect to that and, you know, it was like a bridge for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I didn't know him too much on a personal level, but I, I'd say we were acquaintances through other things we've done. But it's like, hey, I, I know you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you too. Mm. So, uh, and then we just started class. And at the same time, there was a a senior student there that he partnered up with me a lot and he was he was a very disciplined individual so I think having that person next to me teaching me stuff started to um, put in the changes that I needed in order to become my better self. Wow it's almost like someone comes alongside you just when you need that person you know like someone come along that's been there before that's out a little bit ahead that you look up to and especially when they offer um you know, that gift of being able to, to share that. To share that. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, incre- that's, and that's incredible. rewarding to them. Like one of the things about mentoring or somebody who's maybe a little farther down the road in their journey, it's very rewarding to them to feel mm-hmm. like they can provide a service to somebody coming along. And oftentimes maybe help you sidestep some of the little mistakes or obstacles that they'd had. And it can almost shortcut you to, you know, stepping forward. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. And part of that whole mentorship too is when you get advanced, it will in my club anyways, you have to do a certain amount of assisting hours, not only because mm-hmm. you need to show that you know what you know, but you also learn from teaching other people and how to get better yourself. So that was his role at that time uh, when I joined the club and that's actually the role I'm in right now that I actually that's just incredible. started. Incredible. So how does that so. how does that work out? How do they do they partner partner with you with somebody the way you were partnered or how does that how does it usually play out? So currently I'm the most senior student at my dojo. So whenever there is um, a newcomer or a younger rank, we'll say, they are considered the most important people in the club because they bring new life into the club. When you bring new people in, they're the life that creates everything alive. Oh, keeps the lineage going. Right. So my job as the senior student I'm the example right I've learned from the seniors before me and my teacher so I need to then take that knowledge and help out um it's basically like a family sort of dynamic so my brothers and sisters and help them become the best that they can be and then Beautiful. that's when the teacher watches and he comes in and says you know what like that's good or don't forget about this or tell them about this teach them that sort of deal 
It's interesting because it's almost it's almost inverse to how life is mm -hmm. where the newer student or someone that doesn't know something mm -hmm. is almost looked down upon where you right. have in martial arts have flipped it to the person learning is actually elevated right. to a place right. of honor to say you're here to learn I'm going to come alongside you. What a right. great philosophy. And I can tell you right now my immediate takeaway would explain how how the martial arts have survived for some hundreds maybe thousands of years. That would explain it right there mm -hmm. because it's always taking into itself like the ocean bringing into itself from the rivers right it's always drawing that's right. in the new. that's right. incredible you, i never knew if that. you don't have that your your, your lineage is going to die right if you have nothing yeah. to pass on it's just going to go nowhere yeah. we see that in organizations companies can go through that even individuals mm -hmm. where you can just kind of stagnate right you just yeah. sort of you're not bringing in that fresh and that new and that that mm -hmm. those new ideas and new intention Right. Exactly. That actually that actually made me think about a question when Mark and I were talking this morning, thinking about the podcast today, thinking about when you go through different levels, and I know you're working on your black belt right now. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So my my question that I was curious about when you're going through the different levels and you've reached one that you've been working for and you've got to that level, how do you draw in to move yourself to the next level? Mm -hmm. How going. do you not just like coast and say, okay, you know what, I'm good. I'm just going to hang out here, or just say, you know what, I reached that level and I'm I'm done. So how do you push through to level up? That's a great question. I think it all depends on what you want out of it. I mean, there definitely are those people that that do want to coast and or it's just a hobby for them and that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. For me, I fell in love with it and it it like it changed not only my whole outlook on life but how I handle challenges and whatnot. So for me, it's I want to make a career out of it. I want to be able to give back and help people that have helped me and help those who are struggling as well. So in our grading system, once you reach a certain level, I believe it's blue. Um, so our grading goes, you start with no sash, then you go yellow, orange, green, blue, brown, and black. Mm, once you okay. reach blue, you have, you have a decision to make and you just let the teacher know, is this like a hobby or like a, oh, you know, okay. you're not very serious thing. Cause then you yeah. can just stay at your blue and yeah. then eventually you'll get what's called an honorary black sash, which is, I believe it's a, it's either a black belt with a blue stripe or it's a blue belt with a, oh. with a, a black stripe in it. But if you do want to persevere and go to the next step, it's when they're going to like put a lot of time and a lot of discipline into you to get you to the next level. And that's, brown and black so I've reached the brown I've told them I want that next step and there's just so much to learn that for me there's never going to be a point where it's you're just plateauing through because there's so much information there's so much history with it um, you just got to push through and one of the things I always tell myself is that there's always someone out there that's mm. working harder than me well, and so good. in order to be as good as I want to be I got to be working just as hard or harder than them I don't want to be mediocre. I want to be great. And one thing that my uh, grandmaster says all the time is that uh, in order to do excellence, you must be excellence. Mm, I love that. That's good. So blue is almost like a Y in the road that people kind of. Yeah, it is. And like, uh, like a, and I'd, I'd say a more intermediate belt so that to get your blue, you're probably been training for two, three years, but it's at that point, it's like, are you going to learn the really advanced stuff where they're going to, mm -hmm quote unquote, drag you through the mud. They're not actually dragging you through the mud. They're just, yeah. right. they're really training you hard, right? Or you just like where you're at and you want to continue where you're at and still learn new stuff, but mm -hmm. maybe not as serious as someone else. Right. It's almost compared to mediocrity or excellence. 
<laughs> and everyone, yeah, everyone has that opportunity, that fork in the road, like Mark said, where you can go with mediocrity and carry on and just coast, or you can take that road to excellence. It's going to take some effort. Um, right. And again, you need people alongside you. You need people that are have exemplary excellence, if that's a right. word, that you can uh, you can strive for. And sometimes that's organizational excellence, or what. It, See, it sounds to me like the martial arts, they really have an organization and a structure that has mm -hmm. evolved over time mm -hmm. that really gives you something to aspire to. Yeah. You really know that excellence is there, that they've presented it, and that you can achieve it. Yeah. So it's not like you're moving towards some nebulous. ethereal, nebulous yeah. object, right? Right. You found, and they probably instill that in you fairly quickly, eh? That there oh, yeah. is. Each class, they, they give like some sort of like philosophy lesson with it. And some of the mm -hmm. stuff they'll say is, is you know, you may not get it right away, but over time of training mm -hmm. and, and really thinking about it, you're like, oh, I understand what he was talking about now, right? Now mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Or Kung Fu, he would always say is the essence of Kung Fu is chop wood, carry water. Like, what does that mean? Chop wood, carry water, right? But it's all about you, you do the hard work, you put the time in and, and you just go with it and it rewards you in the end. Right. It's all wow. it's all about hard work. Oh, that's amazing. In the black belt, there's so there is is there level there's levels in the black belt, eh? Or yeah, yeah, your first degree, second degree, all the way up till I think it's eight or nine. Wow. At that point when you're up in that high area, it all depends on like um hierarchy and stuff. Because I believe in ours uh, like I mean don't quote me on this, but it's like fourth or fifth degree, you've pretty much learned the curriculum. Everything mm -hmm. past that is has to do with like you can't be above your teacher and you can't, that teacher can't be <clears> right. above this teacher. So as like lineages change and stuff, people yeah. get bumped around and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, yeah. Oh that's amazing. That's amazing. So what's next for you? Like you're you're striving for your black belt. So right. what is what are your goals? What are your goals coming up and how do you keep them alive? well with the whole pandemic thing it's a little bit more challenging i had to oh. sort of train at home for a little bit and tra like training online training at home or trying to learn from a book is completely different than right. being with someone who's watching you and, and can critique stuff where it's a camera you can't really see too much so yeah. that has made a little bit of a damper in my training just for that little bit so going back now it's i have to sort of scrape off the rust that's accumulated from yeah. all that but um for me, it's just continuing on with what I'm doing. Uh, during probably mid 2019, I started learning uh, um, karate and jujitsu. Mm. So um, my club's primarily kung fu, and usually when you get into the more senior ranks, then you can start multi um, classing into other things. Uh, the reason for that is you don't want to muddy the art, right? So okay. I st mm. I started what do you, what do you mean? Much. What do you mean by muddy the art? So. They're very similar, karate and kung fu, because if you look at history and stuff like that, what happened was the Okinawans went to China, they learned the martial art and brought it back, right? But yeah. it has their own flair to it, so that's why it's it's kind of different. Um, oh. Karate is very like rigid and straight movements. Um, it's kind of like the idea of one move, one oh. kill sort of deal. Very linear. Very slowly flowing and it's movement, and you're doing like a move after move after move. Oh. The idea being, if, if that didn't, if that didn't like. Um, knock your enemy. Let's say knock your enemy out. Whatever you do, the next one and the next one and the next one until eventually you you're ahead and you can get out of there. So it's it's like uh, it's like you spent five years for me learning Cantonese and then going that's pretty close to Japanese. Just start speaking Japanese and it right. doesn't translate, oh. right? Right. 
right, jiu-jitsu right. is different. It's that jujitsu you can mix pretty well because it's a, a different art form, but karate and kung fu, it's striking, right? Primarily. Mm-hmm. Mm. But there's a benefit that build off of each other. So the philosophies, do they start to harmonize, do you find? Yeah. So like I did a lot of philosophy research and reading the last two years on martial arts. And during the time that the Okinawans brought karate in or the let's say their kung fu before it became karate it was very confucianized in china so they brought Mm -hmm. a lot of that philosophy in and that confucianism is still in a lot of the karate so there's Mm -hmm. there's always that philosophy Mm -hmm. lesson and stuff like that in it but uh, the karate it helps train different like when you multi-class the different martial arts it helps you overall because there's things that some are weak on or there's some that do things better. Okay. So the karate teaches you about like strong strikes. It really focuses on like strong punches, strong kicks, you know, um, withstanding blows, that sort of thing. Where the kung fu is very fluid and, and movement. It's all about movement and very advanced stuff, really. But there's advantages to both, and you've 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 right. chosen to integrate them in, into your own life. Right, right. right. So um, now I'm I was unranked in karate. In, jiu-jitsu so now i'm sitting at a white belt so i'm starting right from the beginning um, oh. he's my teachers dabbled stuff into me uh as i've gone on so i do know some adva- we'll call them advanced forms or whatever but you know it, i think bruce lee once said you have to empty your cup so you take what you know i'm starting like oh. i see it as starting fresh That's i empty it and analogy. i just i just start fresh right you can't be arrogant with it and i would see that as a mentor now in that role that you have being at that beginning stage again gives you that right. empathy and compassion for new people right. and i do, i think i think in life if we aren't challenging ourselves or learning new things how can we come alongside people and really understand that place of having to learn and especially through change we've gone through everyone's at that place almost at ground zero to learn something new so everyone had to start over yeah it's a great it's a great example right. of of yeah, being in that place of a learner, that it's very vulnerable, you're, you know, you're open, you, you know, you don't want to look stupid, but you're like, I'm open to learn, and I, I don't know everything, and that's okay. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, I think a lot of people, when they, they would think about starting over again, or, or starting from the bottom, it's, it's disheartening, but for me, it's exciting to know that mm-hmm. I'm yes. starting somewhere again, and I'm back to where I was before, and it's a new Next journey. chapter. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right? I love that. I love that. So if somebody wanted to get mm. into martial arts or learn more about it, where would you suggest they start that journey? Um, they have to do research because what's good for someone is not going to be good for someone else. So yeah. like oh. I, I did a little bit of karate as a kid. Like it was like a, an, like a, a YMCA thing, right? It was only a two yeah. thing and I liked it, but you know, uh, just, family couldn't afford it that sort of thing so it just didn't pan out that way then in high school I tried something called wushu which it was more like olympic style stuff and I did Mm. that for a week but it wasn't for me and so I stopped that and then I started the kung fu when I was 24 and it's just it just meshed with me it's it just worked for what I wanted out of it and it just felt right. So I think you have people have to do their research either online or reading or talking. They might have to go to a couple clubs, you know, and say, yeah. do a couple right. trials. Like they do the karate, maybe the karate's not for them. They do jujitsu and they love it. Right. So it, it all depends on what you want out of it. What you're looking Are for. clubs open to that where someone can go just go in and like watch or just take part in a class and just sort of check it out without having to sign right up? Um, good ones are. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, that's the business. Like, like that's I said, the lifeline. That's right. So you want new students in because not only does that breathe a new life into it, but also you need to 
make a profit off of it. So they're going to need yeah. more students to make more money and stuff like that. Yeah. So you have to talk to them and research what kind of questions to ask them because there are mm -hmm. those, what they call McDojos out there, which are basically, they just, all, all they oh. care about is money, right? So there might be like, right. oh yeah, you've been training for two weeks, use your belt. I need a hundred dollars for this belt. And they'll just oh. give you belts and belts and belts to get fees. So you need to do your research and talk to them, ask them questions, you know, and, and once you feel comfortable that you're in a right spot, then you can proceed with it. Most places offer trial nice. classes, either weeks yeah. or two weeks, and you can even just sit in and watch. Um, I think if they aren't open to that, then you start getting into red flags. Yeah, for sure. And I think what you said earlier, it's like a family. So if it's like a family and you don't feel comfortable there, then that would be a red flag. And I appreciate right. I appreciate that advice because it's for anything that we're going to start and try something new and especially as adults to go into that place of, you know, a newbie and um, to do your research to check it out, talk to people. I think that's really, really important. But it sounds right. to me like that call for you was really there when you were younger. Oh, like yeah. it never left. Yeah. And it's the interesting desire. how that passion and calling and our destiny does find its way, but how fear could stop us from stepping in. Oh and yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah. Like I was definitely a kid that was picked on in high school and stuff. And I, I have no doubt that it affected my, uh, my confidence and me going out and doing things. And now that I'm, I am, I like, I have confidence coming out with the yin yang, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't, I don't fear great. anything anymore. Yeah. And now, um, I'm doing things that I've always wanted to do that before I would have been timid about. I just jump right into it. I don't That's let anything amazing. slow me down. That's incredible. But it's also interesting that you meant what you just mentioned, that you did choose something that was more defensive, like a, you know, an avenue that you could protect yourself, that you could create right. this, you know, that something that would strengthen and empower you individually without any kind of a retaliation or any kind of a pushback against, right? Just more of a protection. That's great. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of the times in class, like my, my, uh, Seagong will say like, it's, uh, martial arts is taking your medicine you have to take your medicine so every day in order mm. to get better you have to take your medicine and a, a funny story I was working at uh, a Canadian tire when I originally started doing my martial arts and I had a shoulder injury I had we had done a bunch of lifting as you do with stuff and uh, it was all messed up and I've done the physiotherapy and the acupuncture and laser therapy acupuncture helped a little bit it dulled the pain but it was still there and it hurt bad mm. and I started doing class there and one of the things that they make you do is the warm-up and it's a lot of push-ups and the push-ups killed my arm but I didn't want to you know quote-unquote be whiny or like <laughs> right you know make, make them think down on me right <laughs> yeah. and I just persevered and over time of training just like that the muscles and probably the pain's gone away and I've never had that pain ever again Incredible. so for me it's part of one of those realization things like this stuff really does work mm. you know when you hear people talk about it change their life or whatever it's it's the physical fitness portion of it and when people know what to train and what to work on it does make you better that's, well, that's amazing. A, that's a, that's a As terrible. we're wrapping up, um, Ryan, is there are there some tips that you could leave our listeners just even about maybe it's overcoming obstacles or it's about a philosophy, Taking a risk. anything like that yeah. that you just like to leave kind of as a closing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, what people need to do, they need to put themselves out there because ultimately no one's going to care about their well-being more than themselves. And they need to get to that point where they yeah, can so true. just go out and do it because their biggest enemy is themselves. It's all mental, right? So if you tell yourself you can't do something, you're not going to be able to do something. So you got to fight past that. And uh, I'll just give one last story. Uh, when I was doing my brown 
a sash grading, I was, it was like an hour long performance. I had to show every, all my forms, all these moves. And I did do this like bag uh, workout routine that I came up with. And about halfway through the three quarters, I like started to feel sick. Cause it was some of the most exhausting thing I've ever done. Right. And this little voice in my head says, you can't do this. You, you should give up now. And then this other voice, this like fire came in me and was like, you've worked so hard for this. You're not going to give up, push through, like you've pushed through everything else and just do it. And I did it. Right. Well, so you're incredible. always going to have that, that voice in the back of your head telling you can't do it. And you just got to be strong enough to squash it and just go through with it. So you have to really take care of yourself because no one's going to be as concercerned about your problems as you are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a phenomenal. great story that that's that phenomenal. that those tapes and I actually our podcast last week last was week. about that about our thinking and how it gets in the way and that we're better than we think yeah and yeah. it's interesting that yeah. it's even there once you've got to certain levels it still shows up so don't be surprised by it or don't think that you're not right. you know on the right path when those when those show up Absolutely. That's amazing. So Ryan, we're going to be putting some of your information. We have a Facebook uh, group called Without Limits Podcast Mm -hmm. Facebook group, and that's where we put information about our guests. So for our listeners, if you want to get more information or you want to reach out to Ryan, we will put his contact information in there. And we also have a website called livingwithoutlimits.ca So if um, Ryan has inspired you today and you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, we'd love to reach out to you. So again, Ryan, thank you so much much. for uh, being on the podcast. Very informative. I did not know. I did not know there was as much to it as as there actually really is. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks again. See you, Ryan. See you. The Without Limits Podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Your hosts have been Mark and Anne-Marie.